Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. I got it right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's not Moto Bandito. The it's, not, it's not Motorcycles so and Maniacs. Pressure. Um, <laughs> too much pressure. So, let's say pressure. who we got today. We got me, Mrs. Eliza. We got Douglas. In the house. Adrian. Hey. Megan. Hey. Jake. Hey. Donut. Hello. Antonio. Hello. <laughs> and Lucas. Swag. <laughs> so, I was not here today. Yeah. I was off having fun. But I want to hear what you guys did today. I anyway. took my fairings off. <laughs> Actually, I did it yesterday so I could. I was prepping for today. I was going to clean my carbs, but it didn't happen because we don't have a screwdriver that's long enough. I do. You just don't know where it is. I just don't know where it is. So Sunday for me was another attempt at carbs. It didn't happen. Okay. Did you put your fairings back on? I didn't put my fairings back on. They're still off. You should leave <clears throat> them off It's if it's overheating. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving them off. It gets me about a mile, half mile further <laughs> before the engine gets to, you know. Seizes. Yeah. Do you want some ice cubes? To go take with you. Can we put ice cubes in the gas tank? Yeah, that's the total. That that'll solve all your problems right there. Can I put them in a plastic bag first? And then a little no. spray bottle or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that oh, the spritzer. A, the spritzer. Yeah, spritzer. <laughs> we finally use the spritzer. So like a monkey on the back, just spritzing the whole time. Speaking yeah. of spritzers, no, no, no. umbrella girl. Yeah. <laughs> with the hose. Speaking of spritzers, Antonio, where were you last weekend for the naked ride? I was. Everyone got spritzed. I, I, I was out sick. Yeah. I was supposed to be racing that Good weekend. answer. Sorry. So who else did anything today? Lucas? Yeah. Um, well, I bought an insert for my... <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of... <clears throat> <a little> blood plug. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought an insert for my uh, Jixer's exhaust pipe because it's super loud. Um, it doesn't have a cat, so it's got a mid-pipe, and that yeah. makes it kind of just like super loud and obnoxious. And I got bad tinnitus, so I can't really stand the noise level. So I bought an insert, um, but it's one of the ones that you have to like put on the inside of the can. So you try to pull the end, and that was a hell of a long process. I You're had just to- getting the the cap off of it was like a two-hour ordeal. Yeah, we had we had to. Um, pull the pipe and then I had to use a Dremel and a drill to uh, drill out the rivets uh, to get the carbon end cap off and then we tried to get the physical end cap off and either it's like welded on there or it's like the most impossible to remove thing in existence so we just gave up so on it's a it's a yoshi cr2 it's a trc trc it's a so yoshimura trc we're trying to get the end cap if anybody knows out there if we just got to pull harder or what uh it's oh, carbon fiber just tug harder just tug harder. <laughs> use more lube have any <laughs> suggestions email us at <clears throat> recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com thank you you crumbled under pressure too. I'm just gonna buy a different insert. They have ones that screw into the exhaust pipe, um, like right at the back. Yeah. That takes like 10 seconds to put in. So I think I'm just gonna do that. Are you gonna get the Moto Bandito ones? Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the exhaust amplifier so I can be a sick rider. Dude, gorillas must have assembled that thing at the factory. 
never seen an end cap that I got some exhausts up here you can use. I think they came off of, I don't know what they that came off of. That would look so silly. The size of small cannons. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to figure out something to do with those. I think she uh, had it right with cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a potato? I can't. Oh, we already got the confetti shooter. I got the by, confetti cannon, yeah. Can we make a potato gun? Yeah. Exhaust? Yeah, why not? I have Roman no, candles no. we can utilize. Nice. You should bring those one of these Sundays, Jake. Okay. <laughs> so, Jake, what did you do today? I spent all day grinding the paint off of my... Let me see how it looks. You have it there. Um, I, I just have to say that I think the title of Susie Sandslot should be passed <laughs> yeah. along. So the This tank, one doesn't come with butt-shaking action, though. Sorry, The tank Liza. is wrapped in a garbage bag. Why well, did you do that? Because if it sits outside, it's going to rust. Yeah. And she wants like to, 15 minutes. She wants to paint it. Well, go ahead. Well, um, I personally want to just clear coat it on the straight metal, and because I think that would look really badass with the red frame. Mm-hmm. I think you'd um, be right. But I spent all day sanding off all of the paint using various methods and various sanding tools in various different places. Various and frustration levels. Yep. <laughs> my hand was having like little electrical twinges for like the first 15 minutes after I stopped, and my ears have been ringing nonstop since I started. So Why we told you to wear earplugs. Well, I did a little <laughs> bit, but then I stopped. So yeah, that's what I did today. Nice. All right, Susie, well, so I'm going to run away from my mic real quick. So I want to see There's what you guys There's also uh, like pneumatic tools we can try, too, that hook up to okay. the air compressor. How about here? Hold it up for me. Put it aside. Hold it up to the side. What if we get, you guys think if we do something like that, bare metal in the middle, and then the rest painted? She drew it in a little shape. And then we polish this. Because it would look like your knees made that. Yeah, it looked like you'd worn through. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the I'd like bare to metal. be badass. I'm kind of liking the bare metal the complete, personally. Yeah, gonna rock that for a while. <laughs> if you want to paint it later, you can always paint it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to. <laughs> Sorry to shoot down the ideas from my bike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Well, let's talk a little more about. So you sanded. What did you use to sand? So you're trying to take. You're taking all this paint. There's also Bondo in there. Yeah, um, well, to sand it off in the first place, I started out with hand sanding because Liza wouldn't let me use the electrical sander. It, it all depends, though, on, on how well this comes out. And um, yeah, we, we were saying how before you were using the sander, I like doing it by hand mm-hmm. so you can really feel the low spots and see them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lesson. I mean, that it is. Megan here takes the shortcut with the sander. Well, yeah, why not? I also had 50 bajillion layers of paint to get through when I sanded my bike. Adrian has a bit of a smile on his face as I say that. <laughs> but the other thing is, is once you start putting paint on, you have to do it by hand. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. And my point, though, was if you're first starting out and you're trying to get that base layer off, make it easy on yourself. Use a, high, use a, high, uh, a lower grit and use the electric sander because you're gonna have to go over it anyways with your hands. When you take it down to the metal you're now exposing mm-hmm. dips and imperfections that need to be filled mm-hmm. with something whereas the paint was filling it. That's all. Um, but uh, it's a lesson learned. You can and, it, and honestly when I was thinking about maybe we should do half and half and take it down past the paint I would have used a paint stripper Oof, no. I used a paint The reason no. is, Jake, do you remember the other reason I said not to use the sander? I can't say I do. 
because it's going to leave scratches in the metal. And if we want to have bare metal, you don't want scratches, so you would use a stripper that wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, I would use Lola or Lucas. What stripper do you prefer? <laughs> Liberty. Um, <laughs> Her name is Diamond. Lola Candy. No, actually, who you prefer? Cristal. Don't make me choose, man. <laughs> Although my experience with paint stripper is that it is incredibly messy and almost not worth it. It burns oh. holes in your gloves. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a dip tank here, though, don't you? No. I thought you guys did. No. No, it was no. so messy when I used it, and I was wearing multiple layers of gloves. It burned through all my layers of gloves. It burned through the skin in my hand. I was not happy with the outcome. So your life as a stripper didn't work out? No, it did not. So what else did you guys do today? I brought my mom here. Awesome. And my little my baby trip. sister. Show and tell. <laughs> yeah. Douglas, what'd you do today? You brought crunch down. I, yeah, well, I just helped a bunch of different other people today. I didn't really do anything for myself. Um, Mike came by uh, with the concourse, and we worked on the CV-554. And almost got it started. It was uh, electrical, after all. I don't want to go over this again. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a bit in the podcast a few minutes ago. <laughs> Basically, we, his battery uh, was reading 0.6 volts, and then we looked at the fluid, and there was only one bay holding fluid. So... So he's like, can you refill it? I'm like, yeah, if you do, I'm going to make you go out to the street because it's dangerous. Um, so we hooked it up to your Versus, actually. We're revving uh, the engine on the Versus and the jumper cables. And it, it's, it, it sputtered and farted and coughed and burped and it didn't start, but it's getting there. Okay. There is there is spark. Um, the, I think the timing on the points has to be adjusted a little bit more. And... Uh, it should be good to go. I mean, pending uh, any further problems. So, Antonio, yeah. this is your first time to the shop. Yeah. What did you get to do today? Uh, got to hang out with a lot of cool motorcyclists. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I brought my linkage for my race bike to, to clean up while I was here. Okay. And, you know, just to get something done. And uh, I got to help out a little bit. You um, I got to, my pipe. Yeah, I got to help you fail on that project. That was great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. It, I, it's... And also be puzzled by the concourse part, too. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, that piece of the concourse that looks like it was just kind of uh, kind of linked out of the, the the. Oh, can you not hear me? I can hear you. Just direct towards that. It's you okay. get used to talking to turning your head to talk to people, and that happens. So you just talk into the mic. Into the mic. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that that was kind of an interesting bike with pieces of it that look like they don't serve any purpose anymore. <laughs> like it, like they used the engine for a different bike, and it had a purpose on that bike, and then. Mm-hmm. They just put in a new bike and now it doesn't have any. But they got to plug that hole up with something. Right? Or like two oh, revisions right. of the bike ago had some use. Yeah. Appreciate you coming down. I always love it when people come down just to kind of help. And I say like, come on down. Just you can pull up a chair, pop a drink, and point at stuff. Yeah, that was great. It's immensely helpful. I appreciate the invitation. I didn't give it to you, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been bugging him to get. Thanks, Adrian. That's, no, it's awesome. I mean. I've known you for years, and you are another one of those figures in the community <laughs> who excels in Sucking. dirt and <laughs> race and yeah. everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And teaching at the track. Yeah, everything, exactly. I mean, that's a huge part of what we do here is just mentoring people in every way we can. No, this is really neat. It was, it was actually kind of cool to roll up and see people working on bikes and... Uh, I watched Douglas running around helping, you know, three people at the same time, and 
you know, just kind of a lot of mentoring going on and back and forth. And it's kind of neat to see that. Yeah, you we know. didn't get a chance to go out on the mini bikes to do any chariot racing. Oh, like you missed the stupid stuff. No, I'd, yeah. I'd love to see the stupid like, stuff. The burnouts on like Death bikes. Trap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Races yeah. between the Death Trap and you, the Murder Cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is probably the seventh time I've said that this 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 weekend, but I've broken more bones on little bikes because <laughs> they're just so much. I don't damn know. Fun. You have done a lot of really cool stuff on bikes, but it ain't it pales comparison getting dragged around a parking lot on a milk crate. That sounds awesome. It's really hard, actually. It is. It's not easy. It's not you know easy. what? The, the, I would have to train three times as hard as I do right now to probably do that stuff. And then wait till the day of the dead ride where we do it. There's a speed bump on the course. <laughs> That takes people, a while to people master. People tend to, th- or like Chaz, they get thrown into the bushes or drive into the bushes. You see my keys? I know. <laughs> and then lose your keys in the bushes. In the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of doing a, a a Honda episode today. Honda's just almost everyone here is on a Honda. Everyone. Yeah. Except for Antonio, who's probably had <laughs> 30 bikes and has somehow missed yeah, having a Honda. I don't, I don't know how I missed the Honda thing. Wow. Yeah. I wanted one really bad one time. Jake hasn't Which had one, one yet. <laughs> no, she has one. She's got the Honda XL. I have its gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> Possession, oh. nine tenths of the law. <laughs> so, who wants to list off what Hondas they have owned? Douglas? Well, technically two, but really only one. One of them was Megan's. Mm-hmm. Shared. Uh, shared, yeah, shared bike. He bought it for me. It was a 80, 79. 79. CM400T, yes. which was your beginner bike. Yes. And then sitting outside here, I have my 81 CB400T. You oh. had the Saber, too. Yeah, but I don't really, I never yeah, really, It sat in your driveway. I drove it home and drove it back down here. Yeah. That, that was the whole thing. took about a year, uh, so I don't really count that as yeah. a bike that I owned. It was never legally mine. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Just basically the CB400T out, outside. Okay. Um, I've had a Honda VFR 2004. Um, I've had a 2001 XR650R that was plated for the street. And I spent a decent amount of time on a Honda F4i. Didn't mean to interrupt you. You you have another Honda. You forgot about Douglas. Oh, yes. You do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. The Trail 70. How can you forget about the Trail 70? Uh, no. And we did uh, we also bring the look. XL75 oh, the, that needs yeah, a new tires? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. XR75. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the... Uh, Which, apparently, Antonio, you cannot put two full-grown men on it. The because tire the tire will pop. will pop. Really? <laughs> Imagine that. No, 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 no. You can get some stronger tires with some. The tires know. were really cracked. Yeah, they were <laughs> really cracked. That's, that's what we're talking about, yeah. too. It yeah. was old rubber. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> Stuff yeah. them with dirt and leaves and. Hey, Adrian, next time we double up, we need new rubber. All right. So <laughs> Not to butt. Heavy duty tube in there or something. So, yeah, we got to. Yeah, Douglas needs a heavy duty tube. Think of the name for the XL70. <laughs> yeah, uh, XL75. There's the hmm. Trail 70's name is Wiley. Really? I did not know that. Because it's Wiley. Okay. Yeah. Then. I know more people that stacked on that thing than not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have to think of the name for the 75. Um, yeah. Megan, how many of you had? Just, Just the one half CM400 one? CM400T. And I brought, I, I helped bring home the 75 too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We Donut, yeah. you've not had any yet? I have a CBR. You have a CBR. <laughs> yes, you do. Sure do. And Lucas? I have two CBRs. I have a CBR 600 F3, it's 97, and I have a 2006 CBR 600 RR. 
so. Sorry, there's a mosquito buzzing around. I'm trying to kill it. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for this you, list? You know, you know what? I, I just remembered, Liza. Uh, how long is this going to take? And, yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember, I, Wait, I have this owns, is big news. I have owned a motorcycle with Honda in it. Okay. In, in it. Did it eat? Did was your bike eat a Honda? Well, it, it, no, was, it got it was, run over from behind by a Honda, and the parts got impregnated. Yeah, it, it sort of got <laughs> run from behind. It ran into a Honda. And I think a Honda T-boned it, and it was remember that EX500 monster EX500 that I used to have, the uh, track one, yeah, with a really disgusting uh, flat slides on it, and <laughs> uh, it was just evil. So the, the the front end was a Honda, I think it was from an F2, the rear was from a 600 Hurricane or something, right? And I think that the the front brakes were also from some Honda 1000 of some year. I'm good with that. That so, counts. Yeah, it was like a Kawa Honda Saki Black and Decker. <laughs> We saw something like that on Craigslist once. Now Honda Saki. Okay, uh, then here's my list. I've had uh, two. No, I had a CB360T. I've had two CX500s. Um, I had a CB750F DOHC. I currently have a CB750K DOHC and a CB750. SOHC, XL175, I've had two CT70s, one I have now, the XL70 that I have now, I had a GB500, and I have the CB900C. Did I leave anyone out? Not that and I know of. No. It's hard to keep up with you, though. Yeah. I think... I can maybe toss a Rebel in there. I was <laughs> living in my yard for a while. Now, I think that's my list of Hondas. I'm not... I mean, I don't favor them, but they're just so... Well made. So, uh. Honda. <laughs> okay. You have not had to spend like the, an hour and a half taking off all your fairings to change an air filter. Okay. Their motors that. are insanely well made. Let's, can we give it a Okay. Yeah. I used to take the fairings off on the GB500 all the time. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That was totally a modern super sport. <laughs> that was a test. You failed. There are no fairings. You don't know anything about Hondas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. it did not matter. Uh, it was not a hamburger. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just arguing with you anyway. So let's do a little history corner, Honda history with Jake and Antonio. Who's got some interesting Honda facts? Well, I can honestly say that Honda became the second largest car manufacturer in Japan in 2001. What are cars? We're not talking about cars. What are cars? Right. Um, <laughs> Pause for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find something on motorcycles. And it's yeah, I, I could throw a couple in there. Actually, there were some things that I found out that uh, I didn't even know. Oh, cool. Um, Hit us with it. So, uh, let's see. Uh, it, it seems odd, but uh, the Honda uh, actually started out... Um, I, I want to talk about the CR250. Yes, go right ahead. That was the one Honda that I really wanted for I, a while. And I will say that... I mean, up till just a few weeks ago, we kind of glossed over dirt bikes because that wasn't most of our world. How, it wasn't my world. How, Liza? But thanks to Adrian and getting everyone here interested in opening a new world, I, I, I won't be honest. I used to ask people, well, what bikes do you have? And they'd start rattling off dirt bikes. I go, no, that doesn't count. Just tell me what street <laughs> oh, bikes. Oh. Did I, well, she just say that yeah. right now? Oh, I'm saying now I'm starting to okay I'll let people rattle off their dirt bikes because to me it was just a bunch of letters and numbers that meant nothing <laughs> no those are Harleys FXDLXCWTFBBQ so hit us with some facts oh yeah yeah so some interesting so so 
The CR250 can trace its roots back to the, what I didn't, I've never even heard of, the RC166 six-cylinder. Um, but uh, really great. In the 60s, Mr. Honda himself publicly stated that his company would never make a two-stroke. Oh. Yes, right? Yeah. NSR? <laughs> like, what? No, the NSR was a four. Was it? Yeah, it's, they started with a four. Um, and they actually did the oval pistons so they could get larger valves to right. compete with the two-strokes. But they failed. Then they came in with the two-stroke. Okay. So this, this Sorry, is, did I cut you off completely, Antonio? No, not at all. Okay. I, I like it when you cut me off and throw me off the trail and, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, oh, and what I love about engineers that have too much time is apparently an engineer at that time with, with Honda um, started making a two-stroke in secret and then entered it into a race hoping in, a, in Japan to hope, they were hoping to avoid attraction with it and Japanese photographers got pics of it, cat was out of the bag, and Mr. Honda begrudgingly started to sell what was at that time the 335C. Two years later, they put out the CR250M. And uh, then it kind of evolved a bit, started winning national championships, and the two-stroke with Honda became kind of a game changer in the motocross world. Um, but I guess going through the 70s, the CR250, uh, I'm sorry, the, what was it? NSR? The CR250M started, uh, it, it wasn't able to keep up with the other manufacturers, and uh, they came out with the CR250R, or sorry, 250R. Um, had a lot of success with that, most good, some years were not so popular, and in 2007, production ceased. Oh. Yeah, right? Why? Probably because it's a two-stroke and a lot oh, of uh, right. anti-two-stroke stuff going on. I love the smell of two-stroke in the morning. Yes, it's very nice. <laughs> it smells like fouled plugs. <laughs> <laughs> smells like victories. It does. It is. It smells like hill climbs. Let me ask y'all, um, what do you guys think Honda does best? Because they do it's sport, they do dirt, they do street, cruisers. What do you think they do best? What are, what are they best known for when you think of a Honda? Undercutting American uh, car companies or companies. Dude, they build cars here in America and they build American cars in Canada and Mexico. <laughs> they still sell them cheaper. Doesn't matter. Um, I think they do really good on dirt. Not even a dirt rider. But I'll say that like most of their sport bikes are kind of like behind the curve. They actually just came out with a new um, leader bike and it's still all analog. You know, so they're just like very reluctant, very conservative, traditional Japanese motor Ooh, company. No, no, no. Mm. That's actually the exact opposite of what I say they're good at. Honda? They're good at R&D. Well, they're good at R&D because they're the largest company, so they can afford to do it the most. But yeah. I'm saying that their designs aren't particularly advanced or revolutionary. You know, they just do like that one thing and they do it really well, you know. So um, I'm going to say I think that they do street bikes the best. And I'm going to say, why? I mean, what's probably the most common street, street bike today? Like, just straight up street bike. Street bike. Comes in the most. That's a sport bike. No, street bike. Magnas or or Nighthawks? Nighthawk, right there. Been making them for decades. I remember watching Nighthawk commercials when I was (coughs) coming home from elementary school. You're right. Goldwing is quite significant, but who's going to tell us what the most popular bike in the world is and why okay jake is looking at me like a deer in the headlights isn't it isn't it like a it's a cb 750 yeah no no it's the 70 it's like a the honda cub it's like what you've got 
It's That's a Vincent. In the That's world, isn't it like an XL seventy? <laughs> yeah, in the world is the yeah. catch. Knew that was isn't it? It's a Cub. I think it's a Cub ninety, isn't oh, it? I of course. Oh. Yep. We've all had time to do this research. Oh, the trail ninety. I I watched the Modern Marvels on motorcycles, so I knew this already. Thank you for speaking up. You're welcome. Um, so it was the Cub. It was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, they were talking about how. Um, Motorcycles were like so non-consumer friendly because they were really exclusive. Because you were either like a rocker dude, you know, or like a racer, and that was like the only reason you had a bike. And then they came up with like the you meet the nicest people on a Honda type thing, and then it became like you know more uh, mainstream accessible. Well, I'm go ahead. They were marketing towards women. They totally were in the '60s. Yeah, I'm referring to, and I said in the world. Because what we forget here is that motorcycles are mostly recreational. But yeah. in other places of the world, we're talking Asia, we're talking, mm. you know, India, all throughout, their only mode of transportation is going to be like a little Cub 90. See. And have you guys seen pictures of people loading like 12 chicken coops and a family of five? Yeah. Or they have like a 300-pound yeah. stack of hay like on the back. and it's You guys like... can't even put in two adults on a little... <laughs> really? I know. American engineering no, is sucking right now. <laughs> we did. We just couldn't get back. <laughs> you guys get any more interesting... Like, when did Honda start? Um, well, I don't know when Honda started, but I do have an interesting fact about the Grand Prix. Um, the NSR 500 was developed in 1984, and it competed in the Grand Prix class, winning 10 500cc championships and more than 100 first place finishes in other races. Didn't they? Honda started in 46. Yeah. 1948. 48. 48 is what we came up with. 1984. Who started no. Honda? Anytime. Oh, that happened. Mr. Mr. Good Actually, yeah. Mrs. Honda. Uh, Mrs. Honda. <laughs> However, um, he's get out of the house and do something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk Wikipedia about that? Everybody has up on their phone actually lists out two founders. Um, <laughs> Sochiro Honda and Takeo Fujisawa. And sorry, <laughs> anybody's listening. My you want to. Talk about current Hondas and no. no. Well, do you have some you want to throw out? Well, let, let's just okay. For those uh, for anyone here who has some knowledge or impression of Hondas, let's throw out what are historically significant Hondas, like the CB750. Historically significant. GB500. Which one? GB. It's not historically significant, but well, it, it is their, unique. Their first production Cafe racers. Okay, fair enough. The Goldwing. VFR. Oh, as their sport bike? Um, as their sport bike and as their tech platform. Didn't the Interceptor come first? That is a VFR. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the RC51. Yeah, RC51. MB5. Look it up. No. No. What about, what about the F-Series bikes? Hold on. I'm not done with the MB5. Okay. Go on with the MB5. Can we move out of that decade? Siri, look up MB5. <laughs> this was what I wanted right. <laughs> in high school more than anything. Oh, I, I cut Survey it off. Survey says. Uh, I'm sorry. I cut it off. I thought it was being distracting. Oh, no. Uh, MB5 was a cafe racer style moped. It's to this day is the coolest looking moped you will ever see. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Did it have pedals? Yeah. It's a moped. Did you say two stroke or four? 
Yeah, I don't know. No pen? <laughs> I'm going to bet a two-stroke. Could have yeah. been a two-stroke. I'm guessing yeah. two-stroke. It was in the 80s. Well, yeah. let's take an opportunity, staying with the Honda theme, Megan's Porn Pick of the Week, ba, 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 ba. which we're going to do in Seattle. Yes. Because Seattle was the home of the first Honda dealership, motorcycle dealership in the country. Okay. So when Liza originally asked me to do this, we normally have the $500 limit. There was absolutely nothing. And all that there was was like frames and pieces of shit. <laughs> so um, I did a minimum. I did the to search. I did a minimum of five hundred dollars, and I did lowest to highest. And I found a mid '80s. He doesn't know, or she doesn't know the year saber um, for six hundred bucks. Looks to be in decent condition. Um, runs has an oil leak, but most. 80s bikes do. Um, So whatever. Um, The only red flag I'm kind of seeing is no title. Which Sabre Um, is this? Is this the street bike one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. VF750. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys want to pass this around and take a look. So, Antonio, do you browse Craigslist motorcycle ads? I like porn, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you understand our (laughs) reference to this is our Craigslist porn. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Good starter bike. You know, we always if, like if to look to for pick some. it up and get it legal and throw an extra like five to a thousand dollars in there. It can be have a really nice bike. Yeah, really nice, reliable bike for good for long distance. Yeah, around town. Yeah, and as we're learning with the old sabers, the rear suspension sucks. Replace mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. yeah. What What's compatible? I remember right. someone told me is this. It a CBR? I think it's a CBR. I think, I think, think a CBR the rear shock. shocks on the CBR are compatible with the saber. You might not have as much. I don't know. I I think it's either the CBR or something, a bike that's, shocks are very expensive and I can't, it's one or the other, CBR or something where it's going to be ridiculously expensive and not worth it. I I can't Um, tell by the picture, but is this shaft drive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there's a little, uh, you know, that makes it a bit more low maintenance. I think the one I had Mm -hmm. was. There's been a, a, one of these kicked around. A few people here in the shop. Yeah, yeah. Zoe owns it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Uh, who bought it Eason. initially? Jackie bought it. Oh. Jackie bought it. I bought it from Jackie for $250. Yeah. So I did nothing to it. And then you and sold, sold it, it to Eason. Eason. But the but it was so funny. You were like, I'll, do you I'm want it for $500? Six, but I'll take five. He's like, how about six? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. You know what? You know, you know maybe, you know what? Maybe seven. Yeah, while we're at it. He's the worst haggler ever. Yeah. We all kind of stopped and looked like, you serious? I think yeah. I yelled at him. Ethan, yeah. what are you doing? You found someone that's worth you're, that, worth that math unhaggling. than I am? I'd love to meet that person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Guy. Hey. Was you? Oh God, I'm just horrible at math. <laughs> so, any more interesting Honda trivia to share? No, drive from the gallery. Okay. Oh, oh, I have some Honda oh, trivia oh, to share. Oh, oh, go ahead. The most commonly stolen bike is a CBR. Because <laughs> one of the most common bikes is a CBR. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there you go. But it is what it is. You have to look at the demographics and who buys CBRs, what neighborhoods. I think most sport bikes are a CBR somehow. Ow! Sorry, I just hit my back. Ow! Antonio just brought up that um, I would like a Honda. I'd like a CRF 230 and how I had a lot of fun on that. 230F. That's that's what's been taking up her her time since you said that, Antonio. 
Uh, and since I rode one. Honey, let's watch your movie. Now I'm looking at CRF 230s. <laughs> I can multitask. You can hit refresh and refresh. And yeah. Refresh and refresh. So I've been scouring Craigslist up here, down in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara area. Every, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. I, uh, okay. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, and as Antonio said, it was very girl friendly. I tipped it over and I was able to pick it up. Not a problem. Um, I could touch really easily. I really thumbs up. Electric start. So Electric start. Yeah, that was nice. That reminds me two off-topic things. We're just catching up with y'all. I so I've been buying some dirt gear, oh, and I nice. ordered from <laughs> Cycle Gear that jacket thingy with all the pads thingy, uh, right? With the Stella. tummy tucker strap thingy. <laughs> so, oh yeah, the body armor. Stars, um, Stella, I think it is for you. Stella too. I don't know what you're talking about. Fox makes one. How about too. a cycle gear? Oh, a uh, built, built. Yeah, it's oh, built. built one. Okay. okay, it was on sale. Sure, I'll try it. I'm not sure how this is supposed to work. So it's got that mesh kind of jacket with mm-hmm. all these. It's like a really tight pads. jersey with pads on the outside. And I ordered a men's extra large. Now, for people who can't see me, yes, I am one of the largest people in the room, but I'm not huge. I'm not ginormous. You're, just, you're not a hand You're, you're just tall. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Big person. I'm man's XL size, usually large XL. I'm good. I put this thing on, and the sleeves, are they supposed to come about five inches up from my wrist? No. And be tight on my arms that I could barely bend my arms? Why don't you go get it and model it for us? (gasps) Yeah. Uh, no, it's too much. <laughs> I almost felt like. What were you wearing underneath it? Uh, a long sleeve T-shirt. Well, that's that's. I know. Uh, well, then I like maybe I got too much clothing. I I just had like a short sleeve shirt. That thing is so tight, just in the arms. Maybe it's Miss Mark. Did you actually check the size? That's on what it? I'm wondering if it's it Miss Mark. Because yeah. Doug, you put on an XL, put on an XL and it fit you. It fit me. Fine, well, so. I'm wondering if it's a woman's XL because women's XL does not fit me. That's be. why I run into sleeves that are too um, short. Did the armor pads on the front were they flat or molded? Flat. That's okay. immense. Those are those are I all know. flat anyway. At, at, I don't yeah, know. that's it, true. So they were all flat. Box ones had, were more um, anatomic for women. They they didn't have different gender ones though. It um, was Alpine Stars makes a couple. Alpine Stars does. Like Two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So. And in another unrelated topic, um, right before we started recording, we got to play a little round of what's buzzing now. <laughs> I was hot. It scarred me for life. And the, the giggle twins over there just couldn't, could I'm, not hold I, it back. Yeah, I'm So bad. when we're setting up for this podcast, we often get buzzing sounds. It drives us crazy <laughs> when I was trying to find it. And I came in late. Everything was set up. And I sit down. I said, hold on. What's that buzzing sound? I hear a buzzing sound. Everyone is just dead silent except for the girls. <laughs> you guys Lucas, spoiled it. I know. Okay, I'm Lucas I'm had a huge grin on his face too, and I was he was like, with my magazine. "Yeah, he had a magazine like, right in front of his face." <laughs> so then I start like unscrewing light bulbs, fluorescent bulbs, and unplugging like the beer sign, and like, hmm, what are you guys doing? No, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing going on. What? You guys are also the worst liars, too. What's going okay. on? <laughs> yeah. it, it was my fault. Jake I was pretty it. good. She said, no, I swear, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> the lights. It was that was pretty convincing. 
So I'm like, no. all right, I don't have time to do this. I'll just sit back down. Me, like I have something to do. What are you doing? What would I? Douglas, when a prank is played, normally it's you and I. So. So I just kept doing that thing where you keep it's only because of what happened in the past. buzzing your head around the room. What is that? Where's it coming? Why is there a buzzing sound coming from my toolbox? You know, the big, like, six-foot-tall toolbox of drawers? Hmm. This is when I knew it was on to something, because there's with the girls. <laughs> that's, when they, that's when they started to pass their phones to take photos. I didn't do that. Actually and video, a few but... doors down, I found the culprit. Jake, why don't you tell us what was in there, what you put in my drawer, she and why did you bring it to the shop? Responsible. It's. I only touched it because you threw it at me. I like to point that out. <laughs> you should have seen. You should have seen Lucas turning it on and brandishing it like a sword and put, putting it in our faces. <laughs> For those of you who haven't picked up on it yet, it's a vibrator. <laughs> it's the Excalibur of vibrators. It's a sword-shaped dildo. <laughs> And it actually is like a triangle. You wouldn't want really to use it for a sword or a dildo. <laughs> Were you all in on this? Yeah. No. Actually, no, no. Not really. actually uh, I figured as soon as you came in, I would turn I it on. the materials. She's <laughs> <laughs> been in there for like three weeks. You yeah. never saw it. Dead possum for you. <laughs> Just saying. Dead possum in your exhaust plate. I don't know why vibrators are always so much so popular with the motorcycling crowd. Every time some event's going on, some vibrator's flying around. Are you kidding? I was so excited to ride the DRZ naked last week. <laughs> Let's fill Antonio in real quick of what our history is here, of how this goes around. Um, let's see, did it start with the cowboy? It started with the cowboy. With a half-naked cowboy. Well, it started cowboy. with us putting it in. There was a naked cowboy cut out of a magazine that started getting, um, well, it start. yeah. It, it started, it yes, you put it in Douglas's registration papers so that if he got pulled over and had to pull out oh, his I guess. papers, <laughs> that he would have a picture of a naked cowboy in there. That's the cop. beautiful. Did you do that? That was love. Well, I found it in my vest one day. Yeah. But he found it, and then it got started getting taped to people under people's seat i put it in i know donut had it for a while <laughs> i got to the gym one day and I'm like, hey what's going on <laughs> I got this naked cowboy out hey bruce <laughs> <laughs> visit ever. and then the naked cowboy went missing we don't know where he ended up so then it turned Adrian. into um no well uh, i have better for Anton, if you stand up real quick we got a picture up here on the beam oh yeah I this saw, is I what it the, segued uh, into of crack. us taking butt pictures on other people's bikes <laughs> and that then are left it, well no what how that started too was liza you looked at me and you're like megan would you be willing to take your clothes off at the garage and i was like yeah. okay um and we pulled jimmy's bike out and i sat on jimmy's bike naked Right. And you took a picture and then we sent it to Jimmy and Jimmy was like and then David said sent you a text saying he was jealous that I sat and he on took some naked And so then in Doug there. sat on David's bike <laughs> naked. And, was this bike and, washed and, in between? And, and all this? I like David's response was that Megan looked a lot more excited to be on the bike yeah. than Doug did. <laughs> so the, the dildo in the toolbox or and, the, the vibrator is a natural evolution Davey, of this joke. And then David to, did a photo shoot of yes, himself Davey naked did. with all of your bikes, Liza. So. so we're afraid of eventually crossing the, the line. We haven't established what that no, line is. No, I think is. that you're far from it, really. But I haven't seen any fuzzies like running around here yet. Or <laughs> furries or anything. So let's take a moment and hear a word from our sponsor. Modo Bandido. 
Yo, 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 dog. Check these out. New spinner rims from Moto Bandito. They thin, they spin, they blink, they sing. Know what I'm saying? Just $55.99 for the pair and they install right in. It's easy as one, two, three. Just pop off the old wheels, brakes, sprocket, and chain. Now, install these bad boys and you're rolling. Like, you stop at the stoplight, dog, and it looks like you're still rolling, but... Wait, you don't got no brakes, but you gotta put your feet out to stop. But hey, you look good. Comes in these tree hypey styles, yo. Ice cold, chrome to your dome, and bootylicious. All three designed to give maximum spin to impress the ladies. So next time you're out looking to pimp your ride, think spinner rims from Moto Bandito. Get them at motobandito.com. That's B A N D I D O. Whoop whoop! And we're back. <laughs> so, all right. tell, tell me a word about this Moto Bandito. I'm very interested in that. Moto Bandito is a local company, actually, Overhill. It was created by some some um, ex Lockheed and Microsoft employees who are bikers. And they got together and started creating motorcycle accessories using their technology and resources. And we are fortunate enough to have some ties to them. And they let us try their stuff out. And it's really cutting edge products. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, I have to share some with you sometime. So let's go into, um, people have asked you, a lot. Oh, but you can you can listen to all of their products. Um, there are commercials yeah, for Moto commercials Bandito online. products online. Um, you can find them through, through our website. Our website, website. motorcyclesandmisfits.com. <laughs> so a lot of people have uh, messaged us asking for a little more info about our builds and stuff. And we honestly, we gloss over a lot of what, has been done in here and and how much work goes through. So I wanted to um, start with the, my CB750 Cafe Racer that took me about a year and a half to build and kind of started a lot of this garage and what I do. I had built a chopper previously, which is why I got all the tools and stuff here, but building that, taking my time building it and wishing I had people around sometimes um, was part of the catalyst. So. Um, I was going to tell the story of that and answer any questions people have about that. Well, okay, so, um, why CB750? Oh, okay. Why, why this year and why you chose the single overhead? Okay, so, um, I love the cafe racers of the 70s. I hate all these people putting straight bars on any bike and, you know, like a Honda Magnum calling it a cafe racer. I wanted something that, to me... <laughs> captured that era of the cafe racers it certainly does and uh, a CB750 SOHC to me really was the epitome of that even though technically I know that the cafe racers the original were going to be the British bikes right. I get that but of this is the cafe racer other than here in America that tradition that thing that's still going on now I think started with the Japanese bikes here which were the street bikes here and um, so I wanted the SOHC, and honestly, um, it, you know, just like you guys all look at Craigslist, I people look at Craigslist, and somebody sent me a, hey, check out what I found on Craigslist. The ad was for um, $100 for 
a parts bike and a bunch of parts cleaning out his garage he's moving out of town he built a bike and he had a whole bunch of leftover stuff for 100 bucks just clean out the garage so I showed up with my trailer and up in San Francisco what I got was a rolling frame for those of you who mm-hmm. don't know nice. um, wheels shocks just a roller no gauges no tank just a frame and wheels um, it came with a second frame. I got four wheels. I got two tanks. I got um, two seats, four handlebars, one set of gauges. Um, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a ton of parts. I had, oh, the two engines, one was seized, one wasn't. And... Um, and a carburetor that had been completely disassembled for cleaning down to every last little part and never got around to it, so they just threw it in a box. Nice. That carburetor was in like 60 pieces. I mean, ton. Of, I mean, I'm talking all the linkage assemblies, everything completely dismantled. Was the rubber still good by the time you got to it? No, I'm not even sure. There wasn't any rubber okay. then. Hmm. Um, it didn't, wasn't invented yet? <laughs> 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 so I came home with just a pile of stuff. Uh, so when you first started assembling this machine over there, uh, yeah. did you have a, a box, uh, a, something in your head? Did you have any drawings? Or did there you just... was an inspiration I had, which I'll pass around. This is a card. Anyone who knows CB750s knows about CB750Cafe.com. Uh, Carpy, he builds cafe racers. And this was an inspiration for mine that I'm passing around. Um, he does really cool stuff. I mean, if you're doing a cafe racer, he's really the go-to guy. And he does really cool in-depth breakdowns of his builds taking pictures. He starts with snotters, as he calls them, and ends up with these really cool builds. Is he British? No, he's down in L.A. Oh. And the snotters is what? Shitty bikes he starts with. Um, so that was my inspiration. Yeah, and I, I purposely did not want to put any new uh, performance or custom parts. I mean, because you don't believe in them. No, I didn't want to put new technology that wouldn't have been available then. I did put new parts on it, but they were all things that were Somewhere. available right. then, just to make it more period. Did you pretty much stick to your initial? Uh, design ideas that you had or did you kind of stray from here? Um, a lot of what I feel takes uh, makes the look of it is going to be the seat and that tail section. And there's a couple different types. Uh, up there I have a nice old rounded one which is a completely different look. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly I just kept looking on different sources um, AirTech and so kind of eBay and stuff time. like that. I found this seat because I wanted a again I wanted a vintage seat and a lot of these new ones these new ABS ones come with like a carbon fiber looking seat or something so I actually found a vintage seat that was made for a CB 550 and so that is an actual vintage seat and a vintage tail which is more of a how do you guys describe it it's a squared off end with a nice flare almost like a 70s muscle car yeah it's got that kind of 
And it's actual, um, instead of like being the plastic or the ABS, it's actual fiberglass. It's fiberglass. You can look, take off the seat and look in there and it's fiberglass. Oh, it's all yeah. uneven and yeah. stuff? Not like, sanded or anything. When I had to cut the rear of the frame off and put make some weld on some uh, mounting points for it, I had to adjust it by like half an inch on each side because it's so uneven on the bottom. Wow. Wow. So what was your biggest obstacle getting this thing together from start to finish? Okay. Your biggest pain. So in the there was a lot of firsts for me on this. Um, I've fixed bikes up before. I built a chopper, but there were things on this I really wanted to challenge myself with. This is the first engine rebuild I did, but in all fairness, I just did a top end. I wasn't ready to go balls deep in that one. Um, <laughs> was the bottom end known to be pretty good on that bike? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm appreciating the fact that you just said balls deep. <laughs> it's regular verbiage here. Um, so I did a top end rebuild. I wanted to do, you know, new rings, everything on the top end rebuilt. This was also the first time I did spokes. So I took the wheels Yay. apart. That's fun. Uh, a tip is to take bolt cutters and cut the old ones off. And don't sit there and try and unscrew them all. And uh, I went to Banky. Do you know James Banky? He yeah. races uh, flat track. And... The last name sounds familiar, but I, yeah, I don't know he's, him. Yeah. Um, and I said, can you tell me how to do it? And he just kind of explained it. And I bought a truing stand nice. and got some spokes and learned how to spoke at truing. Spoking um, and then truing is very challenging. Doing the engine was challenging, but then the other most challenging thing on the tank, I wanted to do something different. So I had two tanks. I had one that was um, really beat up and one that wasn't so beat up. I took the really beat up one because I thought if I really buck it up, I got a backup that isn't so bad. Right. And what I wanted, what I did on this one is I wanted to cut out the sides and make those little knee scoops. And I researched different ways to do it. And one, somebody said, if you cut out identical patterns on both sides, you can then Just swap, swap the sides and weld them back in, and now they'll be indented. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and Tanya sure. looks oh, that's confused. sweet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's neat. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so I did that. And it turns out when you cut away, you, it left too much of a gap. So when I swapped them, and I didn't do perfect cutting because it's really hard. You to didn't do. use the same template for both sides, did you? I did. did. But the, just the cutting wheel using that, it went off a little. Okay. I was able to take one of them and weld it back on. I just had to trim it down a little, and it fit perfectly, and I welded it on. If you were to look inside the tank, you're going to see a whole bunch of <laughs> welding rod sticks sticking in there. <laughs> because I also had to teach myself how, how to do you, some welding on there. How did you get on the inside with... No, with... I welded it on the outside. Okay. But every now and then you'd come to a gap and the stick goes, stick through. goes through and then burns off. So you get these little, it looks like spaghetti in there, wow. right? Um, so I welded that one side up. So that was also a test for me. Can I weld something tight? Uh, yeah, airtight. So now I had the other side to come up with. And so here in was another challenge for me. I realized I had to make it to match. So I got some metal and I got myself some lead shot, which that is hard to find. In California, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I found some at a salvage yard up in Sonoma. I was going to say, there's a duck pond over there that you can probably... I know. <laughs> Lead shot and my shaping hammers. And I had to cut out a piece, and I had to shape it. Over an anvil? No, you use a lead shot bag. So when you hit it oh. with these shaping hammers, it'll just go down a little bit. And learning to shape metal, because as you keep hitting it, it starts to warp and twist. So you have to learn where to hit it and how far to go around. And then trimmed it up and welded it in. Now, if you guys look at that tank, you may think that's a pretty nice job. Yeah. That is a really crappy tank underneath with a, here's the trick, get a really expensive painter Paint job. Yeah. <laughs> who's really good at filling and smoothing. Yeah, that was a lot of money painting that bike, which is uh, black with gold stripes. It is a beautiful paint job. I was about to ask you about that. Thank you. Um, the frame is great. Frame is powder coated. The rims, the frame is powder coated gold. The rims are powder coated black. Did you uh, did you build it all up and then tear it down for paint and all that, or do you just paint the frame, or do you powder coat the frame and then build on top of that? No, you have to build it up because uh, there are things that have to be that are custom, right? Welded on, like mm -hmm. the seat and stuff. Um, yeah, and that seat is actually not attached. If you were to pick it up, you'll see that it's just got some sticks underneath that it sits on and some felt pads but I mounted it just so perfectly that it pushes down between the rear and the tank it's not gonna come off when you're driving it um the gauges I took the gauges apart if anyone's ever taken gauges apart it it's sucks hard because they come uh, with a band around it from the factory so you can't open right. it up you can Dremel that band usually at the bottom where you can't see it that band pops open you can now disassemble and the reason i did that is because um i got from cb750cafe.com some nice um stickers that go on that are black that make it look vintage and it says cafe racer <laughs> and uh and then you the trick is you take that band you put it back and you have to put a big hose clamp around it and use jb weld and you epoxy it back together oh. so that you can't tell that it was ever opened up. So that's the trick. So if anyone has, has gauges where like the needle's broken or it's faded and you want to repaint it, you can do it. That's the trick. Or if you have dead bugs inside of them. and Yeah. <laughs> There's a dead bug in my speedometer on the other Honda outside. Which was actually the inspiration for the first paint job. Because <laughs> nice. it was a black and yellow bumblebee. <laughs> oh, so I mentioned that the carburetor came in many, many, many pieces. This was fun because I like a challenge of figuring out how to put stuff together without having an, an, an example in front of me. It was literally like a jigsaw puzzle. And I ended up with a couple pieces left over. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Which I finally figured out on these um, carbs. There's a the choke is a slide that drops down. It's like a it's like a instead of being a butterfly valve. Right. It actually is like a door that slides slides down. Yeah, it pulls them up from the top of the. Carb. And in the middle of the door is a little hole and a flap that's spring loaded, so that if there's enough vacuum vacuum, it has a little relief. Nice. It was those little springs and doors. 
that were left behind. Oh. That I didn't know where they went because I'd never seen that before. I've always worked on bikes with uh, butterflies. Uh, must have been kind of hard to start for a little while there. I know. I, this wasn't at the running phase, but oh. uh, thank you, BikeBandit.com and your schematics. <laughs> so what would be your number one piece of advice for someone else taking on a Honda Cafe Racer project? Um, patience. Um building up tools uh, you know it depends if you're looking for something performance oriented you can uh, build up that engine but um, for an SOHC with really crappy brakes it's never going to be a performance machine a performance machine now you could put um, newer forks on with um, better like dual discs that just has a single disc um, you know, I could put better suspension, but I only always wanted it to be more of a period piece and not a performance bike. Um, the paint, we did a whole thing on paint. That was when I had had a chopper paint and I paid thousands of dollars for that and then the chopper craze died. And I went back to that painter because he did such a good job and he wanted to charge chopper craze prices and I was just like, no. But that was still more than I would like to spend. But mm. you okay. did a really good job. How much yeah, do you think you put into job. that bike? Money? Yeah, Ooh. total. Uh, Guesstimate. Couple grand. Well, in all fairness, I put I did put a couple grand into it. But then I should say that the engine has been rebuilt multiple times. Um, apparently, I'm not that good at rebuilding engines. What, you're 0 for 3? I uh, yeah. <laughs> good. Go for it. How come you never write it? I'll just edit this part out. Alright. Brown chicken brown girl! Take your time, Antonia. Nobody's waiting for you. That was you. mine from a week ago, just so you know. Mm, sounds delicious. There's some in the cooler out there. Thank you. There's some in the cooler out there? Yes. Some what? Dr. Poopers? Really? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to pick up. No, you're cool. We'll just, we'll just edit this. Antonio. I was thirsty. Do you have anything else besides Dr. Pepper or just Dr. Pepper? It's just water. Dr. Pepper. Is there water? Out in the other Do you room, have something guys. with onions in it? That'd be great. In the other room, there's solo cups on the shelf, and there's a water dispenser in there. Thank you. <sighs> Time is it right now? Uh, it's time to go home. We're at like 55 minutes, minutes, so we've only got a few more minutes. Anybody want Dr. Cooper? No, I'm good. Hopefully, you can't hear me breathing from the left side. As soon as you pop that, I'll just keep talking. I don't need them. Antonio's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yep. Nice now. Um, what was I talking about? I was talking about. I asked the... you how much you spent on it oh, total. Yeah. So I spent a couple grand, but then I kept seizing the engines <laughs> and the engine. And I got very frustrated, and it was different things for different reasons each time. And the last time, I took it to a mechanic and said, just please rebuild it. And that cost me two grand. Oh. And 
now it's got an oil leak too. Yeah. That was a grand in parts and a grand in labor to rebuild it. What was it? And it needs to be torn apart again. It was uh, because he had to do. Okay. There is a possibility that this bike is cursed, which we didn't talk about when we were talking about myths and and superstitions. But I had rebuilt it three times. A professional mechanic with a lot of experience had to build it twice. And yes. what were the issues each time? Well, the, it was a an O-ring that. Well, no, the, no, the first time it was pump, a gasket. The oil pump wasn't working, so oh, it wasn't yeah. pushing oil to the top by the cam, and the cam froze. Yeah. Oh. And then he put it in, and one of the gaskets got put in backwards. And then he redid it, and then he gave it back to me, and it still leaks oil. The first time he gave it back to me, it puked oil. But it took him a long... It took, he had it for like six months. So I had it for yeah. a couple days, and then I gave it back. And now it still leaks oil. I think one of the O-rings or something got pinched, and he said, I'm done. I, I want nothing to do with this anymore. And still took your money. So wow. I have to pull it apart again. So, Lucas, you asked me why I never write it. Yeah, um, pretty evident at this point. Yeah, who, who was this guy, if you don't want to? I'm not going to say. Because right. he's somebody who's done good work for me before. Okay. It may be a cursed bike, um, but it looks really pretty, and it does run. And I do take Liza, it sometimes. you sound like a girl. It doesn't run, but it looks really pretty. That so, bike is the <laughs> Um, you always accuse me of sounding like a that's, girl, that's, so... Um, like a lot of guys keep their girlfriends, too. I don't know. I'm going to say that, for me, that bike was more that's of a really piece of art I was classy building. of you. I built that really for looks, not to be ridden hard, unlike these other bikes. So, a trailer queen. It trailer. has been trailered, yes. Oh. Any insurance woes with that bike? No? Insurance? Just Yeah, you didn't have to worry about insurance, this, that, any other. Oh, no, no, no. I get the... I only use my bikes for parades insurance. <laughs> yes. Explain that. Oh, you can tell your insurance company that you're going to ride less than 100 miles a year and you get super cheap insurance. Oh, I okay. did that with my Carly when I put it back on. I said, yeah, I'd probably run like 50 miles because I only want it for a short period. $13. Yeah, it's one of those things you kind of have to ask for. <laughs> right, but like, yeah. is there any way they can find out you're just being a fucking liar? No. Uh, <laughs> yes, actually, they'll... Some places will request yeah. the oil change receipts, um, which will record mileage. But I changed my own oil. Wow. Yeah, who who has someone else change it? <laughs> so that's uh, what, what are we looking for? Harley riders. Owners? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much. Um, the bike is a '72 and a '73, um, because I learned on the CB750, '72 and '73 are two different front ends, and the reason that this matters is they uh, the difference were the gauge cluster and how they mount. And this gauge cluster has um, a different mount, and I only had one set of gauges. So the gauges came with the parts, not the rolling chassis, but the other part spike. So I had to take the front end, the other front end, and put it on to be able to, it's a long story, but. Yeah, get it it's, the there was, I think in 72, they had, did a weird mount. Um, that's pretty much it on that bike. Any more questions? Yeah. Questions? Uh, questions? Other than the paint, did you yeah. bring it to anybody or have a professional do anything on it for you? Powder you... coating, paint, and then after I was done, year, years after I was done, the, the engine. Um, uh, did I have any bits on that chrome? 
It does not look like Are you it. a stunner right now? No. Um, I it did, looks very well polished, though. I did take all the paint off of the front master cylinder. I did take all the paint off the front master cylinder and polish it out. Um, but no, I used that for learning. You know, I'm getting to the point now I would rather take stuff out. You see a lot of these bike building shows. They send stuff out to paint, send stuff out to have the engine made, send stuff out. To, you know, yeah, they all they do is put it together. And yeah. assemble it. Well, I mean, you send it out to specialists. I mean, same thing like race bikes. You get oh, your engine built for you. There was one more. Uh, the painter would not paint the tank until it was completely stripped, and I had to take it to a professional bead blaster to completely blast it off and get it stripped down to the metal completely because it didn't fit in my uh, blaster here. That's pretty much it. Um, we'll post some pictures of it on on the Motorcycles and Misfits. Um, I appreciate people who have contacted us. And uh, Lucas, I have to share with you, Roland has been the bullshit meter on stuff with you. He doesn't know crap, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? He's just wrong. So, um, Roland, I will message you yeah. with yeah, his um, personal contact information. Nice. You two can get into it. I don't want to be in the middle. I have I have no desire to hear his opinion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, okay. since we're on Honda, do yeah. we want to talk about, um, especially with guests? Um, yeah, Antonio, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your Honda experiences? Um, right. I, I I can tell you what it looks like to see a dirt rider with steam coming out of their ears when oh. a XR six fifty R gets yeah. really really hot. <laughs> Yes, this is and, true. The XRs and, and it's, it's, are notoriously hard to start when they're overheated, um, as we found out many times on the side of the trail when it's been crashed. Yeah, especially when it has race jetting in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, oh, go no, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to, are, are you done with that? Because I do have yeah, another yeah. general question. I would like, let's just do a quick go round. I'd like everyone to say what if there is a Honda that they would like to own one day. I already said mine. <laughs> Goldwing, baby. I know. I gotta keep talking to you out of that. All right, Antonio, this is big for you. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? I've been, I've been hoping to get a CRF two thirty, uh, two thirty, uh, in oh. my stable. It, it's a See? great bike. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you can flat track the hell out of it. It's great for beginners. You can train people on it. So. I'm, I'm going to skip over Lucas because he's thinking really hard on that one. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> hey, no so, hamburgers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, Lucas, what, what do you got? I don't know. I'm gonna okay, have, we'll I, no, 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 no. okay, I have an answer, but it's just not a very good answer, you know. Um, I'd probably go with the 1000RR just because I don't really think Honda does anything particularly well in the sport bike market, and I'd probably just get a, like a Kawasaki or a Yamaha or a Suzuki, and, you know, over a Honda. All right. So, you know, I think they do fairly well in the race market. Sorry. Well, if I could get, like, you know, some of the awesome, um, you know, stuff they're using in MotoGP technology, that'd mm -hmm. be sweet. But, you know, their consumer market's a bit limited. Douglas, how about you? <laughs> so, my, my buddy at work has a, uh, I don't it's an 80s uh, Ascot 500 Thumper that is actually really fun to ride. I rode around the parking lot a few times. That is uh, a cool bike. I would like to have it and make it mine and, and do stuff to it. Like... That, that well, sounded kind of, yeah. of dirty. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just... Uh, Are you going to dress it, it up? 
Yeah, do something transformative. I'm love something him cool. and pet him and name him George. I like to make, <laughs> 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 I like to make the Mad Max uh, type vehicles. So. Oh, cool. Adrian? Uh, Honda, I'd like to own. Uh, on the short term, I want a um, CRF 250X, uh, just because I need a lighter dirt bike. And in terms of that, I wouldn't mind a 6th gen VFR again. Oh, I, I want to ask if I can include vehicles that are not in production. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, then yeah. I, I'm totally going to take the RAD. <laughs> okay. If anyone knows what that is, it's it was their like it was their attempt at custom making some kind of concept super street bike, and it's a naked bike, and it's got all this really cool technology in it. But they never made any production models. But yeah, it's like awesome. I said, their R and D is wonderful. Yeah. What's uh uh. Jason's is that that's a super hog? Yeah. That bike is mean yeah. looking. Love that bike. Knox has a super hog too. No, this is it's not like Knox. It's it a, it's naked. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We saw that one in the parking lot of the brewery that one day. Yes. That thing we looked did. like it insanely was so fun. Cool. So yeah. that'd be another one I would want. Yeah. I I've always kind of liked the Honda Dreams. What it's, is a Honda Dream? It's a vintage bike. Oh, it wasn't born in the 20s. I don't know. It's a vintage bike. They're just <laughs> neat looking. Yeah, I know. Look it up, Lucas. Okay. We're, we're going to keep working on Lucas's appreciation of... Other things besides uh, hamburgers. Dude, I rode that guy's cruiser. That was fine. <laughs> you guys have to stop hating now. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, okay. So, Liza's telling me I how. want to... <laughs> wait, wait. I got one question for Antonio. Yeah. What? What is your up-the-butt bike? <gasps> oh! Yeah. Antonio, you were asking me where this term came from. This yes. is where it came from. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've, uh, since we've had that conversation, I've thought about that quite a bit. Okay, good. <laughs> um, not the up-the-butt part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too late. Vision is uh. planted. <laughs> so I just get kicked out. Um, you know, uh, the, the bike that, that I would really love to have and uh, I, I battle this all the time because I, I shouldn't own it, is any super motard with a license plate on it. Um, <laughs> I, I would just, you know, like a, a maybe a Honda XR650 or, or something like uh, that. Do you want to buy an XR650R? Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with that is it would... Wait, you would take it up the butt for that? A super moto bike? Especially one that I... hard to find plated. Well, uh, okay, tell, tell you what, any, it doesn't have to be the 650R, any supermoto bike that I can race and ride on the street would be, I, I almost don't even care what it is. Worthy. They're not but worthy. Okay. They're not hard to find. But worthy. Yeah. <laughs> They're not expensive either. You gotta dream big, man. <laughs> you're taking it up the bike. Yeah, yeah, no. Any supermoto bike. Hey man, this is a, you this is go, a test. You can get one of those with a spare set of wheels for under $6,000. Yeah, right now that's so, not in the budget. Yeah, he has a race budget. We know what his price is. Yeah. Hey, I wanna start a collection here. I need to come up with $6,000, but I got a video camera. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can make it back. This no? is true. I'll kick in. Also, did I just subscribe to take it up the board? <laughs> how, about, how about we print sexy calendars? Start working on your porn name. That's all I have to say. Uh, I think no, it's he doesn't have to speak. <laughs> so, hey, I wanted to, again, thank everyone who's messaged us and sent us emails. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to tell us what your up-the-butt bike is... 
So please, please contact us, and here's how you can reach us. Okay. On Facebook, Recycle Santa Cruz. Our website is MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Our email address is RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And please uh, like and rate us on iTunes. Yeah. I think that's it. And like us on Facebook. a YouTube page. Oh, I yes. still don't remember what it's called. Yeah, me neither. You it's guys haven't given it's Recycle Santa Cruz. Recycle, yeah. recycle Santa Cruz. <laughs> is it re-cycle or recycle? No, it's, it's re-dash. Re-cycle. Otherwise you won't find it. Santa Cruz. On YouTube. It is Redash Cycle? That's what I'm hearing. Redash Cycle. Has anybody else, any of us been there yet? I put videos on there. The Facebook page? The Every day. Oh, we got some we got to upload today. Did we oh, the videos, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Oh, I think they'll talk about the you YouTube can, You page. can watch oh. me uh, working on my can. Oh, I can't wait to <laughs> you see watch that. Can. <laughs> yeah. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, we're out. This is Liza. Megan. Donut. Antonio. Lucas. Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian. And Jake. Jen, Jake. Jake who disappeared. Jake. All right. Thanks for listening. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. And a shout out to Zoe. We miss you. Come hey, back to us, Zoe. Zoe. Come back soon. <laughs> Zoe, Zoe, come back to the garage. To Zoe. Exactly. Out. <laughs>